Have you ever dreamt of making money whilst you're sleeping? I mean, that's the dream, isn't it? You create something, you build something, you put it out there, and it produces a return. That is the promise of affiliate marketing, where you write an article or produce a podcast or a YouTube video, and you suggest a product to your watchers, to your viewers, to your listeners. They buy it, and you get a commission for every time you sell something. And that's the dream. But does it actually work? Today's the day where we find out. This is going to be the Rebel Coaching Series with Andrew Linda. But before we get on to that, a small announcement from Katie and I. Uh, that's Katie, my wife, not Katie, the other Katie. Uh, we're going to be running a Rebel Finance School session live in LA. We are super excited about it. We've managed to borrow a venue, which is the Pasadena Comedy Club, and we're going to do a full 90-minute session of the Rebel Finance School teaching you how to manage your money, how to get out of debt, how to take control of your finances. So if you live in and around Pasadena, Los Angeles, and you would like to come and meet Katie and I, hang out, learn from the Rebel Finance School, then you are more than welcome to come and join us because as always, everything we do for you is free. So it's a completely free ticket we're so grateful to the uh, comedy club in Pasadena for giving us the venue. It's on Monday, the 15th of November at 11am. Now I know some of you will be working then, but that's the downside of getting a free venue. So you have to do it when it's empty. Uh, so if you're in town and want to come along and visit us, then please do come and join in. Just search for the Rebel Finance School on Eventbrite in Los Angeles. So search Rebel Finance School on Eventbrite on Search for Los Angeles and you will find us and we would love to meet you. So come and hang out. With that being said, let's get into the dream of affiliate marketing. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. So welcome back to The Rebel Coaching Series. And this is an episode I've been looking forward to for some time for a couple of reasons. Before we get into those, welcome back, Andrew Linda from Cali to the Crowd. Alan, thank you so much for having me here. It feels so weird you calling me by my full name, but... There's a reason for that, which I imagine you're going to get onto immediately. There is a reason for that, because also on this episode, we have Andrew McDonald, who for this episode will be Andy McDonald, just to make our life easier. It's a real nightmare because the editor is also called Andrew. So there's three Andrews and Alan, like everyone begins with A. I don't know what we do, but Andy McDonald, welcome to the show. Welcome back. Thank you for being on it. Well, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's great to be back and uh, hopefully we can... Uh impart some, some useful information and some guidance. So for those of you who don't know, I met Andy McDonald whilst he was at school. You were about 15 years old, I think. Yeah, that's about right. I think something like that. And I was doing a presentation at the school on how to build a business with no debt. And Andy came up to me afterwards and said, uh, I've got a YouTube channel. Do you think I can make money out of this? I was like, yes, let's do it. And after that, we met in Starbucks in Basingstoke with you and your friends as you built your YouTube channel, which was Tech Team GB. That's nearly nine years ago now. 
it is yeah i'm uh, i'm i'm approaching 10 years on youtube in february which is kind of insane but it's going well so that's good <laughs> does tech team gb still exist what's going on with it it does it's the the channel that i run i post uh tech reviews guides how to's all that sort of stuff on a, a monday wednesday and friday i do weekly live streams on thursday nights so uh yeah very much very much active i love that and you've 86,000 subscribers 1200 videos 1200 videos is just insane so you've been practicing for a little while yeah, like I said, almost 10 years. Um, <laughs> if you look at the early stuff, it's not fantastic. If you look at the newer stuff, it's it's much better. So yeah, yeah, it's quite a few. So this episode is all about affiliate links. And we started this coaching series. If you've not listened to the first episode, it was 11 ways to monetize your YouTube channel. And one of those was affiliate links. Andy, what is an affiliate link in essence? So an affiliate link is basically when a company that provides a product or a service offers an affiliate service to people who have some level of following. Amazon is one of the key examples I'm sure we'll get onto, but effectively they give you some commission for driving people to their business. So in my case, I am a YouTube tech creator. I review a lot of tech products. And so I put affiliate links to various places like Amazon and some more specific tech-related distributors and resellers so that when the people who view my videos go and buy that product on those, you know, that site, say it's Amazon or in my case, Overpopper UK is quite a common one for me. I get a commission for that sale because I told that person to go and buy that product from that company. And that's them rewarding me for, for doing effectively their marketing for them. I love that. So you are marketing other people's products and then taking a small commission every time it sells. Does that actually work? Can you make money this way? Like, does it actually work? It does. It's pretty fantastic, actually, because... <laughs> It's essentially a very good way of making money off of still selling products, but you don't have to handle any of the logistics, which is very nice. In terms of a, a revenue source, it is remarkably viable. It depends on the type of content you do. Of course, as a, a tech reviewer, uh, my whole business sort of revolves around that sort of affiliate links. And so a lot of my, uh, the sort of large percentage of my revenue comes from affiliate links. Whereas for channels who may be not so product focused, it might be a, a smaller percentage, but it's still a, a valuable source of revenue that doesn't really cost you that much to implement, but can give you effectively very good return on that very minimal investment. It sounds fabulous. Sounds fabulous. So Andrew Linda's channel is Cali to the Crowd. It's all about calisthenics, which is keeping fit in a park, which I don't know very much about. But it's all about fitness. Andrew, what have you tried so far? What has worked with Affiliate Links? Have you done much with it? So, yeah, everything I've done with Affiliate Links so far has been just literally throw everything at the dartboard and see what sticks. It's definitely not been as thought through as the actual content I create. I've kind of thought, I'm making a video on something. I reference that thing in my video. And I will try and find a Amazon affiliate link to attach to it. So I set up an Amazon affiliate account maybe about six months ago, put an affiliate link in the description of my video and 
when nobody clicked on it after three months, if you haven't sold anything on Amazon, Amazon go, you know what? It costs us money to keep your account open. We're going to delete your account because you haven't <laughs> sold anything. So that happened. I tried it again immediately after. And we are approaching the second three-month period <laughs> where I've still had no sales. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just at a bit of a loss, actually, because even as a test, I tried to get my mum, my own mother, to click on my affiliate <laughs> link and buy something through that affiliate link through Amazon. And Amazon still didn't register it as a purchase. So I'm at a complete loss. I'm almost resigned to the fact that people can't make money this way, even though I know that people make money this way. I just clearly don't know how it works. And this is, to put it in context, Andrew has about 3.8 thousand subscribers. His videos do get viewed. It's not like no one's watching his videos, Andrew. <laughs> People are watching them, but for some reason it's not working. So that's kind of where we are. What are your thoughts? Where do we start? Should we be just dumping links in our notes underneath each video, or is there more to this game? So there's certainly more to it, although from an initial point of view, my first sort of tip I would probably give would be to make sure that every single video has some form of affiliate link in the description, whether it is a maybe a, a top five products that you recommend just on a completely regular basis. Maybe it's, uh, I know that Amazon sells, you know, nutrients and supplements and things. So if that was something you'd be interested in using, whatever, if it's tools or weights or something relevant, just a couple of links in every description that would be relevant to any video you post. The more links you have, the more chance someone is going to click on them. So the, the higher sort of click through from your YouTube channel you get. And then it's essentially a numbers game. The more clicks you get, the more chance you'll have of making sales or converting those clicks into sales that you get commission for. So that would be my, my, my first tip, if you like. So first of all, that's already invaluable information. I kind of have only dropped the links to relevant videos. So as an example, one of the links I have is for big giant elastic bands. If we want to call them that, they're called resistance bands. But if you can't do a pull-up, you basically attach it to a bar and it gives you a little spring in your arms, you know, to help you do a pull-up. I made a video yeah. on how you can use those. I referenced that in my video, but that link only exists in that video. So even that as a tip, it's like that is something I could employ relatively straight away. But my question off the back of that is how does YouTube see that? So I'm not sure how true this is, but you hear hearsay through the grapevine that sometimes YouTube doesn't like you putting too many links that take away from YouTube in your description. So I'm just wondering, in your experience as both someone who has made a whole load of money on affiliate links and also has a, <laughs> just a slightly successful YouTube channel, <laughs> you know, a couple of... <laughs> tens of thousands of subscribers, you know, nothing to laugh about. Like, how do you balance <laughs> that? Yeah, so the grapevine is to a degree true, although I probably have something like 50 different links that I'll take you off site in my descriptions. But uh, pretty much every video has at very least a couple of Amazon affiliate links. In fact, I think 
I do. I include the every part that's in my PC in every uh, video's description. So I think there's maybe <laughs> 10 links just there. And then I have another 10 other different affiliate link services or sites or whatever, a few other things. So there is probably 15 to 20 total links in my description. And one of them takes you to YouTube. So it's not a a factor that I am so concerned about as to it significantly impacting the reach of my channel. It's not something that I would be too worried about in and of itself. And I'd be more concerned about the effectiveness of the links that you're putting rather than, you know, quantity or whatever else. Yeah, I guess it's hard. It's a hard thing to worry about when, you know, you're making a whole load of money from the affiliate links. Uh, one of the things Andy said that I wanted to pick up on was top five list of the five most recommended products that you could just put in every video and reference. Like, is that an easy thing to create on Amazon? Like, how do you do a top five list? How do you put that in your things? Because that sounds like a great way to make it simple. Yeah. So uh, Amazon has an influencer program where you can create a page on Amazon. So for a short period of time, I think I had amazon.com slash store slash techtimgb. And you could go there and there was a, a list of products or whatever. Um, from a an end user or from a, an easier perspective, the way that I would do that is the same way that I do my PC parts, which is just have links to each of those products with what the, the name is or something that would grab the viewer's attention and give them a reason to click on that link and just have them listed. Because the, the way that specifically Amazon Affiliates works is the second that someone clicks on your link, uh, it drops what's called a, a cookie. It's a little uh, note that your computer saves that says, uh, tells Amazon whenever anyone, uh, whenever that person goes back to Amazon, that they have been to Amazon through your link. And so you still get a commission for that. I'm not sure if they quote the specific time that that cookie is valid for, but I'm fairly certain that 24 to 48 hours is, is a good estimate there. And so that is still a, a valid way to, to use it. Yeah. One of my favorite phone calls I ever got from you, Andy, was when you rung me up and said, I've just sold a shed. I was like, you what? How have you sold a shed? How does that work? Yeah. So the thing about Amazon in particular is that the Amazon affiliate links, you have two types. You have direct and you have indirect. Direct is when you link to a very specific product. So in your case, you'd be linking to your resistance bands. Effectively, your viewer then has two choices, or I suppose three. One, they can buy that exact product the second that they click on that, or at very least put it in their basket and buy it later. The second option is that they then search around for maybe a different version of the product, or maybe they just, because they've been brought to Amazon, they go, oh yeah, I needed whatever, I needed a shed. Uh, and then they go and search <laughs> for that and buy it, right? And obviously the third option is they just close the page and leave. But with the first two, you still get a cut of either of those sales. Now they have changed how that works recently. Uh, direct sales now get the, the full percentage cuts, whereas indirect sales now have a reduced percentage cut. You, you get less money for those indirect sales, but it's still money. You still earn from people buying a thousand pound shed on Amazon or the various other things that you can buy that may or shouldn't be mentioned. <laughs> you can buy anything on Amazon. It's literally A to Z. Exactly. That's actually really, really useful to know. My question off the back of that is how reliable is it that 
you actually get the commission if someone buys. Like, how can you validate that? Because, like I said, I uh, I know for a fact my mom clicked on my link. I can see that someone's clicked on it. I know because I don't get many. <laughs> and um, she's clicked on it. And <laughs> I'm not seeing that trend. I think she, she bought something, like, like you said, something dumb. Like, it was like a kettle or something. But she went through my affiliate link. So I'm just wondering, how do you test that this works? Because in the test that I've run, it doesn't seem to be operating in that way. So Amazon in particular has a few quite specific policies on what is a valid purchase, what qualifies as something that they will give you commission for. They don't explicitly tell you because then you could game the system. But for example, having yourself or friends and relatives purchase products is generally something they won't give you commission for, especially if you live at, say, the same address or potentially even just have the same last name within reason, you know, kind of thing. So that is not necessarily the best or the most guaranteed way to make sure it's working. But the main thing is that the way the affiliate scheme works, as long as the link that your viewers get taken to has, I think it's question mark tag equals, and then your current affiliate tag, you will get commission for that, assuming it counts as a valid sale through Amazon. And it will show up in the earnings reports. And there are two tabs on the earnings report. One is the orders, which are things that people have ordered, but may or may not have been issued commission to you for yet. And then there is the earnings tab where it shows you that people have not only ordered things, but that Amazon has given you a commission for that sale. So if something shows up in the orders list, you know it's working. And then at some point, it may show up also in the earnings list to show you that you're actually earning money from it as well. But the key thing is making sure that the tag that ends up in the uh, URL is correct for the region you're in or the region that that link is for. And, you know, it's your one. Cool. So the main takeaway that I've got from that is that I need to get my mom to switch her Amazon account to her maiden name. And the other thing is, I know with Amazon, uh, and I imagine we're going to get into this later, but Amazon actually segment their website into regions. So I think the UK has a region, France has a region, the USA has a region. There's lots of different Amazon.co.uk, Amazon.com, etc. I've noticed that with my affiliate links, they all drive people to .co.uk because that's where I generated the link from. The link is from the UK version of Amazon. I have people that watch my YouTube channel from all over the world. So how does Amazon deal with if someone from the US, for example, clicks on my link, gets pointed to the UK domain? How does that work from a commission perspective? So like you say, Amazon is a segmented platform. The thing is with the Amazon affiliates, you need to sign up for each individual region separately. You can use the same email address, the same password. It's the same account, but you have to actively go to each of the uh, amazonassociates.com or whatever, you know, .com, .co.uk, .de, .jp, and sign up for each of those, fill out the, the form that says, how many viewers you have and what you do in each region. And then you'll be given a unique tag, a unique affiliate code for each of those regions. And so right now, if you only have a UK account, 
if someone from the USA clicks on one of your links, uh, they will only be taken to Amazon.co.uk and they will be provided with your UK affiliate tag. Now, if for some reason they decided to purchase the product from Amazon.co.uk and have it shipped back to America and pay all the import fees, then you would get a commission for that. However, I can't imagine many people doing that. And what they will do is go, okay, this is cool. I'll go find it on Amazon.com, where if you haven't provided an affiliate link with your USA tag, you won't get any commission for that. Yeah, and that's the wall I've kind of run into. And I'm really not sure how to circumnavigate it. Have you tried anything? Have you tested anything, Andrew? I mean, I have tried working with a company called Genius Link. This is a company that claims to be able to consolidate all of the different geographies into one link. So I'm not putting a link to a product from Japan, a link to a product from the UK, a link to a product from Amazon.com. I've tried doing that, but I have found that platform extremely, extremely difficult to use. So yeah, that, that's what I've tried. And I'm really not sure how to progress from here. Well, and actually, it's quite interesting. One of the new projects that Andy has been working on is actually a thing to solve this because you wanted to solve it for yourself, didn't you, Andy? Because you had exactly this problem. Yeah, exactly. So uh, here's the plug. I made a website and a platform called Locally Links, which was born from this exact issue. I have used a, a number of services in the past to, to varying levels of success, but I decided that I wanted something that actually worked, was reliable, <laughs> and offered some, let's say, more advanced features that me as a creator would find useful. And so I, I created Locally Links, along with my friend, as something for me. And during the development process, we realized that actually it wouldn't be too much more work to offer it to other creators as well. And so it is now a platform that you can go sign up to. It's uh, We have a, a free 30-day trial, and it's a platform specifically built by creators for creators. And uh, we keep implementing a lot of new features that I find useful and that the, the creators who are already on the platform do as well. The main benefit of having any of these services is being able to offer localized links, hence the name where you can have a single link in your YouTube descriptions or on your website, your Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever else. And the link itself is the thing that does the heavy lifting to work out where that person needs to go, whether they need to go to amazon.com, .co.uk, .de, .fr, .co.jp, wherever they need to go, they can be taken to the right link for them and will attach the right affiliate tag for you. We also have some extra features that I'm sure we can talk about if you're interested, but that's the, the core principle and it makes it a lot simpler. Plus there's, you know, nice analytics and makes it easier to manage because one of the key things with Amazon affiliate links in particular is that once you create a link, there's no dashboard for that link. There's no, you know, this is the link that I created for this product. You have to either go search for it again, or you have to go and find whichever video you link that thing in copy the link, paste it somewhere else. We have a nice dashboard to make that easy. Oh, nice. Quick question. Do you have a affiliate link for uh, locally links? <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> we do. 
<laughs> I would have been extremely disappointed if you didn't. <laughs> uh, we do. We'll, we will pay you the uh, the full two pounds once someone signs up, which is the uh, the monthly fee. It's just two pounds a month, plus you see over five thousand clicks, and it's uh, ludicrously cheap as well. Nice quality. So this all sounds great on the mechanics. I think where I'd like to direct the conversation now is there must be some nuance to getting the YouTube video to work with the link that's below. Like, how do you best make the video and the link work together so that it generates the clicks and the sales that we want, which will generate the conversion rate? Like, have you had any A-B testing practice experience with that stuff, Andy? Yeah, so there's a lot of different things. Let's start with the link placement because that's quite important. If you're covering a specific product, like you were talking about the resistance bands, you made a specific video about that. One of the key things with YouTube videos and the way that the player and the description line up, you want to have the link to that product right at the top of the description, the the very first line, because it's what's called above the fold content. Because if it's anything above, I think it's the fourth line down, that's not visible until someone presses the show more button. And that's another action that you need to to make someone do to go and click on your link. You want to make it as easy as possible. The other nice thing that you can do is now that YouTube lets you pin comments, you can also put a, a comment in the comments box and pin that comment with a link to that product as well, because on mobile, the comments show up much easier than the description does. So if someone's scrolling through the comments and reading something, well, they can just click on the link there rather than having to stop scrolling through the comments, press the little down arrow, then find it in your description. So having it as available as possible is a a very good way to help at all. On top of that, the integration between the video and the link can be quite beneficial. So the key phrase or the the key term you might hear is a call to action or CTA, which is when you specifically in the video say, go check out the link in the description below. That can often come, say, immediately after if you've already given the, the topic of the video and you are then saying, by the way, if you want to pick this product up that I've been using or try it out yourself, in my case, I often say check out pricing when and where you watch this because it can and does vary. Again, you can then say check out the link in the description below. And it's good practice to say that it's an Amazon affiliate link for uh, regulation's sake. But you can give a, a specific call to action. And then on top of that, you can also tailor the video to be covering products Uh, So again, from my perspective, I review tech. So the video is specifically about a product. And so that's very easy for me to, you know, link to to that specific thing. Or if I'm doing a comparison of two products, again, I can link to both of them in the description. So people have those options. In your case, it would be tailoring the video to be more specifically about those resistance bands, trying them, how to use them a beginner's guide, something like that, so that you are specifically talking about the product throughout the video. And then it makes more sense to then say, and if you want to buy one of these yourself, there's a link in the description. And if you have that on screen in some form as well, again, the more ways that you can prompt, the more effective that call to action is. 
Yeah, because I think in my methods of doing this, I've certainly been way more um, passive in my approach. So I've mentioned that there is a link in the description below. I certainly haven't made it easy for someone to find it in the way that you have mentioned. So for example, a pinned comment or putting it higher up in the comment section above the fold, as you mentioned. Your point around having top links, I think, is a really, really useful one because there are times when I don't particularly reference items in my video, but they'll feature in it. And yet I don't have a link anywhere. I don't know why. I just don't. Now that you've said it, it seems obvious. <laughs> but I just I just haven't. That's certainly something that I'd be really, really intrigued to, to implement. Yeah, the uh, nice thing about YouTube is that if you go to your YouTube settings, there is a section in there called Upload Defaults where you can put those commonly referenced or commonly, say, recommended products in the description already so that you don't have to go back and add them in every video. They're already there the second you start uploading. So it makes it really simple and really easy to always have those videos or those links in every video description, even if you're not directly referencing them. Yeah, 100%. And I'm certainly going to go and use that and update my older videos with the same thing. One question I have for you, Andy, that I think I'm, I'm not sure if Locally Links covers, but how does other affiliate partners integrate with all of this? So we've spoken a lot about Amazon today because that's what I have, I guess, the most experience with. I've also attempted to use Awin as a affiliate link partner. So Awin, just for anyone who doesn't know, is a platform that most, well, a lot of brands outsource their affiliate programs to. So uh, I think brands like L'Oreal in the fitness world, Bulk Powders, there are a whole load of like clothes brands. They basically imagine the Amazon affiliate link platform, but that's been outsourced to this company called Awin. Uh, how do companies like Awin or, or companies like Awin, like how do you work with those? Because I imagine there'd be the same geography hiccup with that as well. Would locally links be able to cover different geographies through all different affiliate platforms? Or does the platform have to be registered with locally links? How does that kind of work? Yeah, so um, one of the things that we designed into locally links is effectively the extendability. So while we do have a lot of Amazon specific features and uh, when you go to create a link on Locally, you have the choice of creating an Amazon link. You also have the choice to create a, what we call general link or a basic link where basic is just the standard URL shortener that obviously gives you the same benefits of the analytics and the, the dashboard. But the general links let you put any full URL in any country's box. And we support every country that has a top level domain, which I think is something like 260 off the top of my head, but there's a fair few of them. And so if you want to, to implement any of those, if you like other affiliate platforms, if they are in specific regions, maybe you have an affiliate platform you work with uh, in the UK, but there's a different affiliate platform, say in the USA, where they're selling very similar or the same products, but are a different platform. You can put the link that AWIN would generate in the UK box, and then you can put the link that the American affiliate 
service would generate in the USA box. And then we have some extra what we call fallback features where if someone is from, uh, let's say, Mexico, they're probably going to be wanting to take into the USA one rather than the UK one. So we'll take them there instead of to the UK one. Whereas if, let's say, they're in Germany and you don't have a link saved for Germany, we would want to take them to the UK one instead. So that's a bit more of a balance. So are there any dangers in this? Are there any dangers in loading your videos with affiliate links? Where's the issues with this? Because it all sounds great so far. I would say the biggest danger would be potentially having too many and sort of overloading your viewers with, with options, essentially, especially if you're perhaps putting multiple links to the same or very similar products to a whole load of different sources. They might not know which source to buy from or to, to look at would be the right one. The other thing would be once you start picking up, trying to rely on this as a what reliable source of revenue, it can be very volatile. For example, Amazon can change their operating agreement and all of a sudden your revenue can be halved or whatever. So that can be an issue. But on the whole, it is a relatively, I suppose, safe uh, way to go about things. It's a, a nice, relatively minimal work for relatively high yield high return it just comes down to tailoring your your content and how you put your links well and not being say overbearing on the number yeah because i think that that was certainly a concern that i had because you see it all the time you'll go into somebody's youtube video and one of the first things that they mentioned before they delivered any value before they've mentioned anything about the actual content in the video oh yeah, here's my discount code to this product and that product. And I think that can certainly feel extremely salesy. It can feel very in your face. How you've mentioned it certainly feels far more subtle and far more in conjunction with the person who's got, the real person who's going to be actually watching the video, right? So, you know, if you want to find out more about this, check out the link in the description below. It's kind of like, if you want to, here you go, just so you know, it's down there. But making it easy to access for the people that do, pinning a comment, putting it higher up the description. I've certainly seen it done well, and I've certainly seen it done bad. I think just finding that balance is really, really important. Yeah, I don't like to be too pushy with it, for sure. It's something that is a nice sort of benefit for, for us creators to have, but I'm not the sort of person who would want to, to push that too heavily, too quickly, without giving someone a reason to click the link, without giving someone a reason to, to purchase. So yeah, you're right. It's definitely a balance. One other thing I was thinking, actually, both benefit and drawback is like we were talking about with both having Amazon and other sources or other affiliate networks, partners, whatever, having a reliance on just one source can be more dangerous than having a nice uh, sort of diversification of your, your revenue sources, of your affiliate sources. And while it is a balance of not trying to go too heavy on having 300 different options for the same thing, having a way to uh, maybe link to a very specific brand or company, uh, you know, if they have their own affiliate network or maybe something that is local to, you know, 
the UK, again, you can use that locally, but having those potentially more niche, more specialized services with Amazon as an additional or as a sort of partner is a very uh, good way to go about it rather than just relying on one source. Yeah, that's really, really useful because my next question was actually going to be that you have really helped me segue into that one because I was literally going to ask, number one, how would you make that balance between a company like Amazon that has a quality affiliate program, you know, it's all kind of set up ready for you to go versus reaching out to companies that you love and enjoy and maybe trying to either negotiate that you first of all get an affiliate link of your own, that as a first stop, and number two, negotiate that maybe you can get, uh, I'm trying to find a nice way of saying you can ask for more commission, <laughs> a more <laughs> a more beneficial relationship with that affiliate link. Well, I'm really interested in this answer because I think some of the very early conversations I had with Andy was ring people, reach out to them, speak to them directly. So I'm, I'm fascinated to hear. Tell us your thoughts. Yeah. So of course there are the, the, the Goliaths like Amazon where you're not going to be able to, to negotiate any differences, at least until you're a very high earner. But from a more individual perspective, uh, first of all, you will find that a number of companies do already offer some level of their own affiliate marketing schemes, whether it is through those sorts of partners or they run their own scheme directly. But when you want to, to do that more uh, niche, more specific, getting in touch, that's where I, I suppose I'm <laughs> to a degree somewhat excelling because that's what I do and what I did for the last sort of 10 years reaching out to companies for review samples and it's a very similar process what you're looking for is to speak to the marketing department because that would be who is handling that budgeting and that sort of deal that sort of transaction second of all you will want to find the specific person that you need to to reach out to so while you can try emailing marketing at company.com that generally doesn't lead to much success. So finding the actual person who would be in charge of that negotiation is a very good way to go about it. There are a number of ways to find those people. They could be listed on the website directly, if you're lucky. More often, <laughs> at least from my, my perspective, my industry, I tended to use LinkedIn a lot because you can look up the company, you can look up people in your region, and then you can look up the word marketing. And there's a fine balance to finding people who are high enough up the chain to have the discussion, but not too high up the chain that would just ignore you. But generally speaking, that's how I tend to find the right people. And then you can either message them on LinkedIn and connect with them there. Or if they do list an email address or a phone number, you can get in touch that way. Uh, and you can also then use their name and whatever to look up further details to see if they do list their email address or their phone number somewhere on the website that you maybe wouldn't otherwise find if you didn't know their their name or position or whatever. So uh, reaching out directly is the best way to go about that. And then from a actually negotiating that deal perspective, the thing you want to keep in mind is you need to provide value to them for them to provide value back to you. And so uh, the sort of thing that you would say is, I have X number of views, I use X number of other affiliate services, 
This is the number of clicks that I get. This is the conversion rate. This is perhaps the average value of purchase. Any of those metrics that can make it sound like them offering you a discount code or an affiliate link or something so that you know your viewers can then go and purchase their products, giving them some way to, to understand the value that you will be providing them is a very effective way of at very least getting them listening. Which I think now, I just had a look at your stats, Sandy, 27 million views on your videos. Like, whoa, that's a big number. But I think what's interesting and what I'd love you to talk about is you were able to monetize far beyond your position in the early days when you didn't have those kind of stats behind you. So Andrew is not quite at the same number of views yet. He's got 3.8K subscribers. He's had 338,000 views, which is actually huge and incredible progress. But how do you start when you're not quite at the mega millions in the views? The first thing is confidence, perhaps overconfidence. That helps. Reaching out to people directly is a very good way to get started. And like I said, the diversification definitely helps. So while you do have some YouTube ad revenue rolling in, which is fantastic, having those affiliate links, reaching out to sponsors, even if it's for relatively sort of small sums initially, getting those those sorts of uh, agreements, even if it is that sort of, okay, you don't have to pay me up front, but you can offer me a discount code that will give my viewers some percentage and I will also get some percentage. That sort of balance is quite useful. And then, of course, continuing to grow the content is a sort of must, essentially. <laughs> Continuing to grow the content, working on the content and the views, definitely. Andrew, you must have some thoughts from this conversation. This must have given you some ideas. So, so many, too many, maybe. Just a quick one, though, and your point is there. Like, I think that's the bit to remember because I know, Alan, when we started talking about outreach and, and monetization, that was a really exciting conversation, especially back when I hadn't earned a single penny. Like, all of this is, is really important, but when ultimately it came down to it, like the core reason why I started to this was for the content creation. So I certainly had to balance my time because there was a point, uh, I think I remember you and I were chatting about this, where the chasing for almost like the financial validation almost started to eat into the content creation. And when that started to happen, like we almost had to like nip that in the bud because I was like, hmm. I'm not sure if that's what I want to happen here. Like, I don't want to just be chasing after money. I think money is really important because obviously you want, <laughs> number one, like a man's got to eat. <laughs> Second of all, I think as well, it's like, it is nice to be paid for what you want to do, but I think balancing that out is really, really important. And the second thing I was just really thinking on was how, forgive me for saying this, I really mean this as a compliment, Andy, but like, Nothing you've said has been mind-blowing. Like, nothing you've said has been completely, like, there, there are a lot of very simple things. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of very simple things that you've said that almost anyone can go and apply. And I think that's both encouraging and a little bit humbling because I'm like, why didn't I just think to do that? Like, 
why, of course, why shouldn't I put the link higher up in the description? It makes complete sense. <laughs> and yeah, that, that, that's certainly the sort of thing that, uh, that I have flying around in my head right now. I'm literally in my mind's eye already signing up to locally links and creating a top five link, uh, links in my head. So yeah, when you see a plus one on your customer mailing list tonight, that's definitely going to be me. Well, I think it's really interesting because quite often what I say to people is they make business too complex. It's do the basics and do them really well and then repeat, 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 repeat. And people are like, show me the clever way. Show me the smart way. Show me the mind-blowing way. Well, just do the basics. Do the basics. And I, I almost want to scream at everyone listening, are you doing the basics? Because if you do that, if you make the phone call, send the email, set the links up, do the basics, it's incredible how far that will take you. But we all forget to do it sometimes in our search for the new and smart way to do things. Stop searching for get rich quick and new and smart and start doing the basics. I should point out uh, very much on that train that, like I said, I've been doing this for nine years going on 10 years <laughs> and I think we started monetizing uh, effectively after two or three and we had built the channel to a point where it was sort of sensible to monetize but this takes time it takes literally in my case years to both build the, the content and to build the, the monetization strategy to a point where it is a comfortable living and so it takes time, but you just have to keep doing the, uh, well, as Alan says, the basics. Which I love that. One question for you. Uh, I'm going to hijack this podcast now and talk about myself, which doesn't happen very often. I have a website, alandonagan.com. I have some affiliate links to books. It works every now and again. You know, I've earned a few pounds here and there. Does this locally links thing work for my, does it work for other creators can it work for Amazon links on my blog, my podcast? Like, how does, can I use it? You can indeed. It works for, for anywhere that you want to use pretty much technically any link. It offers both uh, the standard sort of short link, the sort of thing that you might go to someone like Bitly for. We support that, but we also support any Amazon link that you want to sell. And it allows you to, again, especially from a website perspective where it often doesn't really make sense to put six to 10 different links to the same product in a paragraph of text. You generally want to put that single link across the, the name of the product or whatever else and have it be done. And so Locally would let you put that single link and then we will do the heavy lifting to work out where they are and take them to the right site for them, the right domain, the, the right location and make sure that we've used the correct affiliate tag for you for that region so that you still get commission no matter where your viewers or in that case readers happen to be. I love that. So before I come to you, Andy, for closing thoughts for people on affiliate links and what they should do, where they should start, I'm going to ask my traditional question to Andrew Alinda. What are you going to do based on this? Mr. Alinda, where are you going to start? What are you going to do? So, Andy, you've charmed me, you've swept me off my feet, and you've stolen me away. So tonight <laughs> I will be cancelling my, believe it or not, $15 a month, right? $15 a month to Genius Links. Yeah, Jesus. I know, right? Yeah. And switching it to my £2 a month 
<laughs> well, actually, free 30-day trial. Then <laughs> my two pounds a month to locally links. Yeah, um, I will be. Um, I really want to think about um, that top five products because uh, the world of fitness that I'm in is really, really minimalist. So calisthenics is about minimal fitness using body weight fitness. So the pushing of products isn't really a thing that is really in line with those values. But there are products that add loads of value. There's no escaping that. There is supplements. There are resistance bands, which we've spoken about. There are weight vests. There are gymnastics rings, etc. And that's really easy to reference because, number one, it adds value to them. And number two, I use these products myself. So I certainly want to set up a top five products. And then all the tips that you've just mentioned around putting them higher up in the description. And then right now, I'm working with a couple of brands, one brand in particular, and I'm really intrigued to see how they would react with maybe a personalized affiliate link or even actually leveraging their own affiliate program, which I know is slightly more exclusive, but I've got a good rapport with their marketing executive. So it might be worth me even just reaching out to her and talking about that further. Yeah, I just wanted to mention one quick thing, specifically with Amazon uh, affiliate links. They have a number of requirements that people should definitely know about. The main one is that if you are using any of the link shortening services, whether that's you know something like Bitly, where you're not doing any geolocation, you're just short linking it, whether it's Genius or whether it's locally, Amazon requires that you make it clear that the link takes those viewers to Amazon. If you're using the standard sort of site stripe generator where it says amzn.to, they consider that an understandable link where people can know that that link will take them to Amazon. Whereas if it says locally.link, then they can't necessarily be sure where that takes them. And so it's a requirement of them that you put something like resistance bands on Amazon and then the link. And the Advertising Standards Agency would also like it if that you mentioned somewhere in that vicinity that it is an affiliate link and that you may get a commission or payment for people purchasing that link. You can do that by just putting affiliates or AF or something like that. Paid link also generally works. So there are a couple of little requirements and Amazon also has a little disclaimer that you have to put in your descriptions as well. Cool. Yeah, completely agree. And um, that actually just made me think of one quick final question, Alan. I know you're about to wrap up. But um, do you find that generally the general public understand the concept of an affiliate link? Because I know way back when everybody that put an affiliate link somewhere had to basically inform everybody that this won't mean that they will pay more for the end product. Because I know there was a lot of fear around that. Do you feel that in today's world, a lot more people are understanding of the concept that an affiliate link doesn't mean you'll pay more. It just means that you'll get a cut of the end profit. So I'm very lucky in the uh, the market that I'm in. And in tech, pretty much everyone in tech and tech reviews generally uses some form of affiliate links in some way or another. So the viewer market has a pretty decent understanding of affiliate links. And so when I say that something is an affiliate link, generally speaking, people know what it is I'm talking about. I think 
there may be potentially the, the subset of the, the wider population that may not be quite as exposed to uh, that as on a regular basis and therefore may not be quite as up to date. But if you do feel like that's something that is a concern in any way, you can, when you're doing your call to action in the video, you can say uh, something like, it doesn't cost you anything, but it helps me out. And that's a, a simple way to ensure that people do understand that it's not going to cost them anything extra and it comes out of the profits that would already be taken by their purchase and you just get support from their their use of your links. Yeah, basically you could say something along the lines of this helps me to buy the protein powders that I use and support the channel and all the different bits. So you can add in that you use the money for whatever it is to support the growth of the channel. And generally, people want to help you. You've provided great content. You've supported them. You've given them ideas. They want a way to reward you. And if it doesn't cost me anything, even better. Exactly. So I think you've got a few actions there, Mr. Andrew Alinda. Is that going to keep you busy? Yeah, yeah. Literally, just add that. Throw that on top of the ongoing to-do list right now. And uh, I think we're going to have a really good chat next time. Once I'm rolling in the affiliate link money. (laughs) (laughs) Don't expect it this week. It may take some time, but it's on its way. Andrew McDonald, Tech Team GB, legend, my friend. Closing thoughts for the audience about affiliate links. If you had a general message to business owners out there about affiliate links, what would it be? Affiliate links are a great way to support the existing content that you hopefully already produce. They're a great way to to help monetize that content without a significant cost or investment required. It does take a bit of time and effort to, to get things set up and ongoing effort to make sure that your links are up to date, still functioning fine. And obviously you're needing to add new links for, for the content you create. But it's incredibly useful. It's incredibly valuable as a creator of, of any form. And if you're on the, the other end of it, where you're a business who offers a service or a product, then it's literally free marketing for you because it doesn't cost you anything until someone makes a sale. And while, yes, it does cut down on your profit slightly, the whole point of affiliate marketing is for you to generate sales that you wouldn't have otherwise got. And so even if it costs you 10% of your profits, well, you still get 90% more money than you would have otherwise. So it's an incredibly valuable solution and it doesn't cost you anything beyond reaching up or reaching out to creators and setting up whatever platform that you want to do that with, whether it's through links or discount codes, whatever. It's incredibly valuable on both sides. I love that. So for the people listening, where do they find out more about Locally Link and your YouTube channels and what you're up to? Because you, you, you've been doing a few bits recently. I have indeed. Uh, so Locally Links is locallylinks.com. You can check us out there. You can sign up for the free 30-day trial or check out the, uh, the videos on it if you want to have a look. In terms of me and my, my creations, uh, it is uk for the website or youtube.com slash for, for tech reviews. 
If you happen to be interested in car reviews, I'm also apparently a car journalist now, um, and I have a load <laughs> of first drive videos that are coming out very shortly. So check those out. That's uh, at the wheel or youtube.com slash C slash at the wheel. And yeah, that's me. Awesome. Thank you so much for your advice, your energy, and your tips. We really appreciate it, Mr. Andrew McDonald. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Andrew, Alinda, you better get on with some stuff. You've got some work to do. (laughs) And to those of you listening, please just start testing things. If you've never used a YouTube link and you're a blogger, a YouTuber, a podcaster, something like that, have a go with it. Test it and start to learn because it it's incredible where you can go with this. And business is a set of mini experiments. So take these ideas, run some mini experiments, see what works, and then keep going. Because it is through these trials and mini experiments that you will start to build the business you've always wanted. Good luck. Go get them and start building the business of your dreams. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a rebel entrepreneur.